Hi, what's up, everybody? Uh, good evening. Uh, my name is Terry Boykin. I'm the owner of Playmaker Basketball Academy, and we'd like to invite, we, we are very excited tonight uh, to have you tune in to our first episode of our podcast, Inside Out. Um, Inside Out is not only in basketball, my favorite dribble move, but we understand that in, in sports, the physical things that you have to work on, uh, but there are so many things uh, uh, mentally, spiritually, uh, that go on that you have to have inside you to be an elite basketball player um, or, or any sport that you're playing. Uh, tonight, we have an amazing group of young ladies um, that, that have, when I started my basketball academy years ago, that inspired me. Uh, they were a part of a group of girls at a middle school um, that, that um, just really led by example. There was something special about these young ladies. Um, it's crazy because we are still close today. We still have a great relationship today. Um, and and I remember years ago telling my wife, this is a special group. Um, and now to see what they're doing today, um, I kind of knew that we were right in what we were saying. Um, the three young ladies that we have coming on today, uh, the first lady is Jasmine Schuler. Uh, uh, Jasmine Schuler went to Kenwood High School, um, played basketball there, excelled, was in a thousand point score at Kenwood uh, went on to play at Tennessee State University, um, was a thousand point scorer there, uh, had a great career, um, and went on to get her degree at Austin, at, uh, at Tennessee State University. Uh, second, we have Brianna Smith, formerly known as Brianna Cortez, uh, another standout basketball player at Kenwood High School, um, went on to score a thousand points at Kenwood, and then went to more. State University uh, to continue her basketball career. Um, last but not least is Shantia Johnson. Shantia Johnson played not only basketball, but was an outstanding softball player um, at Kenwood. She was uh, the player of the year, her, her senior year. Um, she left there and ended up going to Austin Peay State University, where she played softball at the Division One level here. So, man, a tremendous uh, group of young ladies. Um, they not only played at the high school level, but played at the Division One level, and now we're doing great things. Jasmine currently has started a production company uh, called Shubay Productions. Uh, Shantia is currently a nurse at Vanderbilt, and Brianna is the middle school coach and teacher um, in, o in Ocala, Florida. So, man, just a great group of young ladies. I'm about to bring them in uh, to the show, and. Uh, What's up, girl? What's going on? Man, how y'all doing? What's up, Shanti? What's up, Bree? What's up, Jazz? How you doing? Y'all doing all right? Doing good. Yeah. Man, first, man, I know y'all got busy schedules. Um, I know y'all got a lot going on. What's up, Trent? Um, yeah, I know y'all got a lot going on, man. So I appreciate y'all uh, and helping me out to get this first podcast started. We've been trying to get this podcast for about two months. I told them, you know, there's just no way that we could do it and start this thing without y'all. So thank y'all for coming on, man, and being a part of what we got going on. So listen, I'm not, you know how it go. It's y'all three, but. And in that group of young ladies that we have, um, 
we got some other young ladies in that group. So I'm gonna shout a couple of them out because uh, I don't know if I'm gonna call. Um, in that group, we first my cousin China, um, uh, China Ham now. Um, who else in that group? We had DC Danielle Cummings, um, Angie. Mercedes, aka Miss Benz. Um, right, right after them, we had um, uh, Blake and Brooke Jenkins came along, uh, Shakira Best, uh, uh, D Rich, uh, Danielle Richardson. So, we had a good group of kids there, man. So, um, I want to start with y'all, man, and get right into this because I try to tell people, man, and maybe I'm being a little biased, but I feel like y'all are kind of the poster childs uh, for being a student athlete. And what I mean by that is I've seen y'all hard work in middle school. I've seen those 530 workouts in high school. Uh, I've seen y'all go to college and have success. And now after college, um, seeing y'all post-graduation, life after sports, um, and y'all are ju just doing an amazing job. Talk to me about how those 530 workouts and those uh, those long practices and those extra sessions, how did, has each kind of impacted your life now and how did that help you when you got to the next level? Shantia? Uh, for me, I think it personally, I was able to work on things that I wasn't good at at 5.30. So then when we had practice, I was able to really go and practice everything that I did outside of practice, which was the 5.30. And that was for me for basketball and softball, um, where we had practice in the morning before school started, school, then we had practice, and then or we had games. So for me personally, I think it instilled in me to kind of like go the extra mile so that when it is time for game day, I was able to like really push myself and excel in a different area because I pushed myself outside of the actual game day. Brie? Sorry, I got to mute myself because she's vocal. Um, but yeah, I th think kind of the same thing and also help with like, you know, time management, being able to really, you know, prioritize my time and, and determine what what was worth spending time on, like even outside of practices and stuff. But just knowing that I had stuff to do, had to be up and be ready to go at 530 um, helped me decide, you know, after school, let me prioritize and make sure I'm getting rest, make sure I'm eating and eating right and, you know, put enough energy in my system and stuff so I'm ready to go and work out, go to school and have practice afterwards. So it, it helped a lot with that as well. And that carried over into college, too, because you've got practices, you've got study hall, you've got class, you've got weightlifting and all that stuff plays a role as well. So it started, it built that foundation then for me. Um, I would have to say it definitely help with um, getting a routine together. Most successful people have a routine. And I can agree definitely with Brianna, like on time management, you have practice and you're trying to figure out, okay, you're trying to get used to the routine of it. So getting up early in the morning definitely helped because we had practices super early um, at TSU. So I was like used to that, but um, definitely helps with like routine, like understanding the importance of having a routine. Going just a little bit further, tell me how, and I and I know because I've talked to y'all about it, and uh, we had conversations about it, and I would get phone calls, so I, I understand. But um, tell me a little bit how going from high school to college, 
not, you know, not only just your sport, uh, but uh, how you balance that, or, or is it, is, is it, are you able to balance it? Um, being a student athlete, um, the difference between being in high school and college, what, what, what was a little difference there? What, in between the two, Tia? I think for me, the difference was, the biggest difference for me was like, I, we didn't have to go to class eight for seven hours straight. So I had to have discipline for me because I didn't live on campus. So not living on campus, I had a car, which meant I can go and do whatever I wanted to do in the middle, in, you know, in the, in the midst of classes. And so what, like they said, with time management and routines, because what we did in high school, the discipline that I had in high school, I, I carried it over. So mm. even though we had 5.30 a.m. practices and all of those things that I had 8 a.m. class and I had a 10.10 class, I still had three-hour break. So I would go to study hall and I would get my study hall hours in instead of going home where I would go to sleep or do something that I probably, or eating something or doing something I shouldn't be doing where I could have utilized my time. So the discipline that we had or was instilled in us in high school, that really helped carry over with, like they said, routine and time management. When I had downtime, I used it wisely. So that was the biggest difference was that I didn't have to be anywhere all day because in high school, we were in school from 7.30 to 2.30. So I had to be there, right? As in college, we had wiggle room. So I think that was, for me, what I recall. Um, I would say it, it definitely carried over, but I would say it, for me, it had to, I had to kind of amplify it a little bit more to where um, because I think my situation was a little bit different from the rest of my teammates, where at the time I was the only one who had an academic scholarship. So I was in the honors program and that meant that my, I had to really maintain a, I think it was a 3.6. Um, and so it was, and with the honors program, it's very rigorous. It's very strict. It's very stringent. If you are off by a hundredth of a point or your GPA, they're reducing your scholarship. So it was very, um, important that I made sure I focused on getting my studies taken care of, even though in, in study hall helped because we had study hall as well. So it helped a lot with making sure I was using that dedicated time to work on focusing on getting stuff done so that, you know, when I, when it came time for weightlifting or whatever the case may be, I wasn't stressing about getting work done because I had already taken care of that in study hall. Um, but it was definitely, um, a reality check because I kind of relied on like in high school just being smart so a lot of stuff just came naturally but with college classes it's a lot more than just being smart there's extra stuff added to that so I had to really turn my discipline up a notch for me and I was away from home so it wasn't you know falling back on mom and daddy to come help and stuff like that so um, it definitely was a reality check but it helped to mature me as well. Wow, Jazz. Definitely, definitely, definitely an adjustment. So, like, study hall definitely helped help me out. Um, I remember when I first got there, I was like, "What? What? What is study hall?" You know, having to do those, complete those hours within that week. But um, just from high school to college, again, it was an adjustment because you have to handle. Oh man, I kind of have freedom. You know, free time. Not so much free time, but being able to make decisions like no one's going to like babysit you or say, Hey, do this, do that. No, you have to have the will and want to. So it was definitely an adjustment for sure. Right. Let me ask you this. Not even with your sport, 
Um, I, I see a lot of kids that say they want to play at the next level. All three of y'all play um, at the Division One level. Um, and I think everybody think that, you know, that's a goal, but they think that's sweet. And they think, uh, you know, that's a, a, just a great situation all the time and that everything when you get there is just so, you know, comfortable for you. It's so nice. Um, what would you tell some young student athletes um, that's coming up, you know, that, that's trying to play at the next level? What are maybe some things that you, words of advice or what are some things that you wish you had known or which, you know, you had done a little differently and preparing for that next level? Uh, for me, I think I so I worked in high school, so I for me, I, playing in college is like another job. Mm. So how you show up to work is how you show up to practice. Are you mm. going to be late? You have to for us. We have to be on time. For us, was twenty minutes early, so we couldn't we couldn't show up right on time unless it was like a certain period that we had. But like that was on time for us. So how you show up for work. It's how you have to show for practice. It was basically a job that technically you were getting paid for, but you really weren't getting a check for it, right? So you weren't seeing the money in your hand. You saw it, see, I saw it in your tuition. But for me, that was what I wish somebody would have kind of like instilled in me at a different level. So like, yeah, I worked at Dairy Queen in high school, but it was different. Nobody was yelling at me. Nobody was making me get up at 4.30. I wasn't depending on my teammate to do certain things because our coach right. is a little different where if somebody messed up, the whole team had to be up at 4.30 to go right. run. Right. Like, those type of things were like, that's what makes can make someone, like, dislike a sport. Mm -hmm. So it's like who you are as an individual and then who you are, sorry, who you are as an athlete Sometimes they're separate and sometimes they're the same person. And so you have to have a good balance. And I didn't, I had that after the first few months, but when I first got there, that was the biggest thing for me. And so I would strongly suggest that um, student athletes have an identity outside of the sport because you're not just who you are when you play the sport. You are a human being, you're a student, you're somebody's daughter, somebody's son. And so taking responsibility and knowing who you are at your core and then adding on the fact that you are an athlete, um, I think that's what I wish somebody would have um, pushed for me to understand, especially life after playing a sport. You have to, you have to find yourself. So, I would say that long answer, but you know what I mean. No, no, no that's good. That's what we need. Uh, Bree, um, I would say um, that you haven't arrived once you are like on the roster. You have to do what it takes to stay on the roster. Um, I know, and it wasn't necessarily something that happened to me, but I've seen it happen with teammates where, um, you know, they start off having a full scholarship and then before the season's over or before the next season comes around, it's reduced to a partial scholarship or they've been dropped entirely. And I've heard my coach say, you know, something along the lines of he's not losing his job because we're not producing. And so it's like being able to do, um, you know, what you're supposed to do so that everybody is producing, doing your part. And it's not just what you're doing. So it's like Tia said, it's, it's as much as it can be a sport, it's also a business side to it too. And you have to do your part in that. Um, so you have to do your job, even though it's not something that you see in terms of a tangible paycheck, like Tia said, it's, it's, 
you being able to remain on the roster? Are you doing your part? Are you paying attention in film sessions? Are you, you know, going hard in weightlifting? Are you going hard in practice? Are you performing and producing in games? And are your stats consistent? Because if not, they will find somebody else who was supposed to do, who was doing what you're supposed to do. So that was the eye-opening experience that I learned from seeing other people's experience. But I definitely wish that, you know, I had learned that before coming in. Um, but I definitely learned that along the way. Um, definitely have to agree with what everyone said, but mainly um, what Shanti said, you know, just finding other healthy things that are like good about yourself and finding new talents and cultivating them while you play sport. Because sometimes when you graduate, well, some athletes go through depression um, because they can't find something that's like as fulfilling as that sport. They don't feel that they're good at other things than they are. So it's much more to them than that sport. Um, another thing would be, you know, if you want to play, you have to work. So you can't complain about it. You know, um, you have to constantly work and, and work hard. You may, when going into a situation, you know, in high school, you are that person. And when you get to college, you know, you may not start, you know, and it's just that. And it, and it's okay not to, how can I put, it's okay to learn from mm. upperclassmen and, and being, being humble and um, just taking your time to love the process. And another thing I probably uh, would say, what did I say, that's that's it. Yeah. We um, I, I heard a guy say the other day, you know, when you get to college, you understand that in high school you were the puzzle, and now when you get to the next level, you're just a piece of the puzzle, and you got to understand how to, you know, sometimes that's an adjustment for people uh, to make those adjustments. So. Um, I try to tell kids all the time, man, um, when you get to, to that next level, um, the hard work uh, every day, uh, you, you can't take days off um, and you got to make sure that you're paying attention to detail. And, and I try to tell kids all the time, it's like what you do off the floor is so important. Let, let's tell me about, and I want to tell you about this, like I try to tell kids that when you get to college, how important it is, your leadership um, off the court affects your leadership on the court. Um, you can't lead um, and live any kind of way off the court and do certain things um, and then expect people to follow you uh, on game day. Um, can y'all kind of, I know you've seen that before. I know y'all have been leaders in your situations a little bit in high school and college. Uh, can y'all kind of chime in on that a little bit? Uh, I think that the bond that I think the bond that you create outside of practice and game day are, is just as important, right? So um, team meals and being able to like hang out and like not everybody will be friends, you know, but if you have a core group of people that respect each other and trust each other outside of game day, um, I feel like that makes a huge difference. I like a lot of us took the same classes together. And so we studied together. We depended on each other um, to help, especially when we had games and we had to leave class early. Um, so that, for me, that helped me trust them because if I trust you to help me with class, I'm definitely help you to trust, I'm gonna trust you on the field too. Um, so 
for me that that's what I would say. The trust. Um. Yeah. Your, your character speaks for you. Um. So it's not just you know what you do in between those lines, but outside of that as well, like again, building those relationships and building those bonds. So that chemistry is there a lot of times, you know, even though chemistry can be built during practice, a lot of it is built outside of practice too, just getting to know your teammates and getting to know them as people uh, beyond them just being your teammate. um, I think it helps a lot and getting them getting to know your character, you getting to know theirs. And so you're able to, you know, have that relationship outside of the sport so that, you know, when it's time to perform, I can trust that, you know, you're not necessarily just going, you're going to do the best you can in all circumstances. And I can trust you, you know, in every game situation and vice versa. Um, But as far as like, you know, even with your coaches too, just, you know, your character, as far as your relationship with your coaches means a lot too, because, them getting to know you, you getting to know them um, is just all that much better when it comes time to actually, you know, get in competition. That's strong. Yeah. Um, definitely when I've learned, like, when your life, like, outside, outside the court and even on the – when your life outside the court is going – going good and you're at a, a piece that, peaceful set of mind, usually you play good, you know, and I would just like encourage anyone, you know, just to get take time off the court to get to know your teammates and everyone comes from different backgrounds. Um, again, my background coming from the high school I came from, you know, team environment was not that. So it took me some time when I got to college to really understand that because for me it was just like go to the gym all right I'm out I'm going home so um it definitely took some time but it's important because you know you get to know each other and you get to know your teammates and again and they get to know you and character is is a it's a big thing good stuff so let, let me give y'all this real quick um y'all you know just sports in general um, in our generation right now, you're watching a lot of sports. You know, we got the social media age. Um, and, and, you know, I, we've all talked, so, you know, I got my opinions about uh, about a lot of these things. Um, what's scary about, and I know we've all talked about that, watching, you know, we got the social media, we got so many other things that I think sometimes that doesn't quite prepare kids for the next level. Um, I think that, you know, we celebrate people pretty early uh, for just doing their job. Uh, you know what I mean? Just you're supposed to play well. Um, it kind of scares me when they get to the next level. And, and I know we've all talked about this a little bit. Is there anything that you see right now with student athletes and um, just from maybe observing some practices or workouts or just being around the game that, you know that may not work or they may cause them to struggle when they get to the next level. T? Um, I think that everybody is a, I don't know if I'm using it right, but like a yes man, right? So people post them, all their good shots, all the good drills that they're doing on social media. Um, and everybody's like, oh man, you know, and that's good because some kids don't have that motivation. They don't have those, that group of, people that are going to push them, right? So when it's really good. On the other end is when they get to college, 
they will not have that. They will not have a person that tells you good job because you completed a play. I need you to complete a 40 minute. I need you to complete seven innings or 40 minutes. I it, and it, I need you to be consistent, not because you are able to do it once or twice. And so that is where social media, for me, like you said, is scary because we only get a glimpse of it and everybody's going, whoo, all of this stuff. Um, but in reality, it's it could possibly set them up to get their feelings hurt in the long run because they're not going to have that at the next level. No one's going to be tooting your horn because you did something for right. a few minutes. So right. that's what I'm right. asking about. Yeah. Bree? Um, and I know this is something I've actually talked to my own players about too because they're quick to want to post clips. Um, you know, even like stuff we don't, you don't normally do in a game but you want to post clips about this type of stuff and moves you make in a minute, like in, in an Instagram clip where you can, you know, you can edit it and make it look like it's a whole lot better than it is. Um, but it's not realistic. And so, you know, you're, you're presenting a false view of your skill set, And um, a lot of times you have um, people finding their identity in who is commenting and supporting and things like that. So then when that support's not there, um, it's it's a huge shock to that person to their detriment because they're not getting the support that they would usually get from comments and stuff or comments may shift and they turn negative and they don't know how to cope with that. And so it's it's very um, it's troubling because a lot of kids see themselves in, in, in their self-worth in what comments they get or don't get on what they post or how many likes they get. and how many followers they have and stuff like that. And if, if you don't know who you are outside of social media, it's it's scary for you to have to get to somewhere where you may be on your own and you may be out of state, away from family, away from support, and you don't know how to cope with that. But And you're not getting the social media support. So it's, it's very important to be sure of who you are outside of social media beyond comments and likes and follows. What do you think, Jazz? I mean, I'm all for storytelling, so. Yeah. Um, but right. I, I, I definitely agree. You got to know who you are before you, like, post or get caught up. Sometimes you can get caught up in that. But um, for me, I guess it's bigger than, like, the highlights than posting it. It's just making a decision. When you post things beyond basketball, you have to understand if, you, if someone signs a contract or a university – has offered you a contract, right? And you sign it, you got, you know, you are representing the university. So anything that's, you know, not, not positive or anything that's negative, you just have to, I would just tell them to be very cautious, um, conscious of that. You know, again, you sign something, you're, you're representing that just like a company. If you go get a corporate job and I'm not saying people at that point, you've grown, you can do whatever you want to say, what you want to say, but at some point, you're a professional, you know, when you go on road trip, that's a business trip, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's bigger than, um, than just playing, right. you know, of course you want to play and have fun, but think about it is, is a contract, you know, yes, a scholarship, but it's a contract. So just being mindful of knowing who you represent. Absolutely. Um, one thing I want to ask y'all about, and we kind of touched on it in some different spots here um, earlier, but just as you're, you know, 
playing your first couple of years. I know when I played right before my injury in college, you know, I just felt like I was going to be there forever. Um, I didn't realize that I need to start preparing for life after sports um, and, and just having a game plan toward that and, and, and really, you know, maybe finding internships or finding different things that were going to help prepare me to make that transition um, from playing sports into uh, just this real world uh, deal that they, that they say. So what would you tell a young player to do um, or, or from your experience? And obviously y'all have done great. So um, y'all kind of got the blueprint, I think, when it comes to that. Giving, giving some young kids some words of advice on uh, just how to prepare for life after, how to maybe, you know, when is it time to look for maybe an internship? Maybe when is it to, you know, start networking and talking to people that can help lead you in a direction that you want to go? I think um, I think it's important to also have a good relationship with other people outside of your teammates because that's where networking comes in. So there's a lot of people on campus. There's thousands of people on campus, right? And then there's like a small percentage that are athletes. So you have that network that you naturally have because y'all are all in study hall. Y'all are all like whatever where all the athletes go. But a lot of your classes, especially when you get into your harder classes, you have people that you have upperclassmen that are about to graduate and they've already completed the internship. So like you were saying, like networking with your classmates and a lot of the projects that you have to do in your classes, although a lot of people dislike group work, a lot of the times that's how you get to know people, again, outside of your sport and outside of your teammates, because, again, they're upperclassmen, they already had an internship, so they can let you know. Um, what you need to get an internship. I think the earlier, the better. I'm all about um, experience in terms of exposure in some way. It doesn't have to be like a set amount of hours in terms of internship, but like um, during the summertime, like when you're not in school, if you don't do summer school, um, you can shadow. Like I work in healthcare, so a lot of hospitals have programs where students can come and shadow in a hospital setting um, for a few weeks or a few hours at a time. Um, and so there's just so many opportunities and just, you just have to be able to, and you can also have your ad, student advisor, athletic advisor. They're really good. I remember having one, she was amazing um, at Austin P. And so she kind of helped us with internships or kind of preparing for them. Um, so I would personally say just utilize your resources as if like you're graduating the next year. So like, just because you're a freshman, doesn't mean you wait till your junior, senior year, like wait to figure out internships. You kind of want to do that early. Um, I, I would absolutely piggyback off of what Tia said, but also any professors in your major as well, um, especially if that's a direction you're wanting to lean towards after you graduate and finding out, you know, what opportunities are out there, um, you know, because I had, um, our athletic academic advisor, but um, I also spoke a lot with my uh, advisor in the psychology department, which is what I majored in. And so um, that she was actually the one who helped me get my internship. And I think it started, if I don't recall, if I recall correctly, um, the spring semester of my sophomore year when I started my internship. Um, and it was something that worked with what I was doing with basketball. So it was like, I ended up doing um, an internship in the school system in the area. And that's kind of what shifted me towards, you know, my love for education. Um, but 
I was able to kind of get that through my advisor in my department. So you have a ton of resources available to you in college. So, I mean, that's the best time to get all kinds of free advice because there are several people on campus that you can reach out and talk to. There are several alumni you can reach out and talk to and they'll be willing to help because they're alumni and they're, you know, reaching to help pull somebody up. So um, definitely talk to people, communicate because it goes a long way. But it starts, it doesn't have to start. You don't have to wait until your senior year because a lot of times people do and then they don't know what they're doing afterwards. And there's all kinds of consequences that happen after that. So the sooner the better. I agree. The sooner the better. Um, it's so funny because I had written down like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do my freshman year. Then that changes. So I would say the first thing is just what what do you like to do? What it was your dream job? Write down your dream job. There's nothing wrong with that. And then write down what you're good at and what you love. And then within that, try to find even I think freshman year, just taking that year just to, you know, get the class, taking your general classes and things like that. But I would start thinking about what do you want to do? And then like sophomore year, um, really have that conversation with the coaches, apply pressure to the academic advisors. They are there to help you. Um, along with alumni. And again, the first step I feel is writing it out because it's so funny. I found a notebook. I wrote down a list. It was like, I don't know, like 30 things that I wanted to do. And then as time goes on, you know, you scratch it off. And then, and this. Okay, edit that. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Um, you know, things, then you have this thing where life just happens, things happen, you can't predict it when, you know, adversity comes, but just writing a list of things that you want to do, what do you see yourself doing? So that's what I would recommend. That's dope. And I was uh, just telling the kids the other day um, and just letting y'all know, um, and I, I ain't being uh, soft enough on this one, but um they were, my kids were talking and we were talking about y'all three and they were talking about and also just want to uh, just publicly thank y'all for I don't think y'all understand the influence that y'all had on my children. And what I mean by that is every morning I would get back to the house about 630 to get them off to school and they would say, uh, Dad, where you been? I'm like, man, we was in the gym this morning. Um, and so they, they saw y'all hard work, um, they seen y'all dedication. I'm gonna tell you something, what's kind of impressive is that y'all did it at school that probably for both of the sports that y'all were playing, wasn't the popular place to be at, uh, to say you want to get a, a scholarship and play at the division one level. People were probably saying you need to go to another school in our city, or transfer or go to another place. Um, but y'all stuck it out and, you know, created your own legacy, so to speak, at the school that y'all were at. And y'all made, y'all were kind of um, the trailblazers when it came to that in the city because, you know, the word was if you didn't go to a particular school or where they had to connect and push you that you couldn't make it from those schools, uh, from, from, from your school. But that was a big thing with my kids. They said, no, nah, we don't have to leave and go to another school because we seen, you know, I saw my big sisters get it done and go to the next level for that. So I don't think y'all understand, man, the impact that y'all had 
no, on my children, um, watching y'all work and then watching y'all go to the next level and have success and then watching y'all leave it now. Um, so, man, I really appreciate um, what y'all have done just for the family, man, and uh, and just other kids around that, that has just watched y'all work your butt off, man, and put in that extra time. Um, and so I just appreciate y'all for that. So um, one last thing, I'm going to let y'all just see if there's one last thing that you want to say um, to just sum everything up, uh, something that you would tell. I, I tell you what, <laughs> give me something right now that y'all would tell Sid right now, just going into, you know, give her some words of wisdom. We'll sum it up like that. Give me some words of wisdom that you would tell my daughter. Oh, well, Sid, Sid is ahead of her time. Okay, so Sid, Sid, I think, is a prime example of watching people work and following not necessarily their exact path, but knowing what it takes to get to where she wants to be and be extremely successful. So you have some kids who, oh, okay, that was cool. Like you're saying, they watched us and they saw what they had like Jazz and Bree getting up, like y'all are practicing basketball, I'm practicing pitching over here in the corner. And so they saw they could see that, but some people don't necessarily take heed to that. So that's different. So that's what makes it different to me is that she listened and then she applied it rather than just listening. So continue to like apply things that you learn and continue to make the path that's straight for you and whatever you want to do. Um, but continue to be like this sweet girl that she is because she at her core she I mean she's the only girl of boys but she's naturally <laughs> sweet and bubbly um so I would say to her like continue to um walk her path um but continue to have that same spirit and character and integrity that she had since I've known her since I was in the sixth grade <laughs> all right all right <laughs> give me some some words of wisdom for a young lady here you go play college basketball um you know what I'm saying? Coming off a banner year, superstar. She gonna go to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Trend gonna go and whatever. Tell me what you what words of advice you give her. Lord, I can't even I'm not even ready to think about this being Trinity going off to college. So we just not even going. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna just block that out. Um, but I think I would say um, you know, don't lose the drive that got you to the spot that you're in um, because it could be easy to feel like I've arrived, I made it, I can, you know, I can take some, I can relax a little bit, but you're not really, it's not to say that you can't have fun, um, but definitely don't lose that drive and and really keep everything in perspective and know, you know, what it is you plan on doing and what your, what your goals are. Um, Cause it'd be, it could be easy to, when you get in the moment and, and you check that off the list and you feel like you can relax um, and it's not to say that you need to feel pressured, but, you know, just know what your goal is and don't lose sight of it just because you're in the door. You have to be able to keep yourself in the room, too. Um, so, you know, do what it takes to keep yourself in the room, not just make it through the door. Jazz, you got a young hooper coming out. See the truth or, or, or guy, don't matter. Um, you give them you give them words of advice about the next level. What, what you tell them? Okay, I gotta keep. I can't cuss, so. Let me see. <laughs> um, 
What I would say, well, to Sid, you know, I can only say so much because I never want a ring. I just want to put that out there that she's uh, ring. So yeah, nobody in the house. It's, yeah. it's not, um, it's only so much that I can say. There you go. But I, I will say that it's something about being around in a certain atmosphere, being around a certain culture that you just have to really stay connected. Like, she won last year. You know, the morale of the team, I'm sure, is on a whole nother level. Uh, the the focus, the talk, the walk is on a whole nother level. And when you're just in that atmosphere, that's when blessings come, you know. And it's bigger than basketball. And I honestly would tell her to stay connected, whether with like-minded people, with, with athletes, you know, keep holding herself accountable. But to anyone else, like, my advice would just be, like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself hmm. and you have to work. And it's no other way to say it. You know, you can read as many motivational quotes and read as many scriptures as you want to. But if you hmm. can't like have that carryover, if you can't really apply it to your life and be consistent with that, you're never going to see a change. Changing your game comes from the change inside and the change inside is like changing a habit. It takes 21 days to break a habit. And then after that, it's that, that consistency, like that follow-up. It's the, it's okay. Make now, what are the next steps I need to do to, to um, just really see that and evolve in it and keep it going and taking care of that. So I would say after that habit, you know, breaking that or trying something new and continue to work on that, once you find that love and, and fall in love with that process, stay there, stay in that moment. So find an atmosphere of your team. You're in a high school where you're not winning and it's tough to even think about, is anybody going to offer me a scholarship? You know, I would tell them like, if I can do it, we can do it. They can do it. Um, even when the coaches don't even know what they're doing, you know, you stay, you work, and <laughs> you do good. what you do. Even when people tell you you need to go to another school, I don't know how many times I heard that, you know, I should have went to Kenwood, I mean, to Northeast, and, <laughs> and jumped on the bandwagon. It was good athletes there, you know, good athletes, and a lot of them are doing, a lot of those women are doing great things, even though they came from Kenwood Middle. But, um, you know, just stay true to yourself and – just, just stay true to yourself and believe in yourself. If God has blessed you with the talents, you can clearly do anything. He gave you the that the talents, the gifts, the visions for a reason, and you just have to stay focused. Wow. Man, you know what's so crazy? Why, why I love y'all so much? This whole conversation, we talk about sports, and you know what I mean. And y'all been so humble. Yeah, I mean y'all not out here really talking about how y'all was really the truth and what y'all was doing, like how great y'all was at y'all sport. Y'all just being so low key. I mean, that's cool. I did, you know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't, ain't really talking about that. You know what I'm saying? That's a good thing though. Um, but but uh, man, we are, I really appreciate y'all, man. Um, we, we, we're probably gonna have to do, um, you know, an episode two with y'all, man. Um, but I could not have do my first podcast um, now, without having y'all on here, man, I, it just wouldn't be no way possible. It, it wouldn't be right. So um, uh, I just appreciate y'all coming on. 
Uh, I know y'all got busy days. I know tomorrow Monday, so you know y'all planning. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, Trinity. Oh, can I say something? Yeah. Else? baby girl, you got something to? Well, so it's what it's been like twenty years, right, for us and him being in our lives, roughly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So like. Like when I was joking earlier about like all the things you instilled in us over the 20 years, like you mean we had with ease, it's bigger basketball, the bike, the hunger, I mean, right. all of those things. So like us being, us still wanting to be there for you, whatever you're doing, whether it's jazz, filming, Brianna helping with GTA, all-star game, whatever, like it is a testament to the fact that you have um, made sacrifices, not only you, but your family, have made sacrifices that we, I think, sit here and say, like, we, you know, we were praying with you and for you, like, oh, dang, he, he quit corporate America, he's gonna be a trainer full time, he got, he got five kids, okay, okay, <laughs> we got this, you know, right. but to know that God was with you, and you listened to what his plan was for you and your family's life, like, that's what, for me, and I, I know it's for them too, but it makes it easy to want to support anything and everything that you do. Um, it's good to come back and see you yell at kids. Um, <laughs> I didn't yell at so, y'all. Did I yell at y'all? Did, I yell? <laughs> did you just say you didn't yell at us? Is that what you just said? Did I, I didn't yell, did I? Did I yell? Uh, it started with the biting of the finger and then it gets into this like slow growl and then it gets into this loud echoing yell. So you absolutely yelled. Yeah, yeah I, I can say I can say y'all pushed me there a couple of times, man. Uh, but but it was all preparing y'all uh, for, for that next level, man. And you know when y'all had a, a mission, when y'all made a mission to say y'all want to be at another level, you know it became my mission too. So um, yeah, so we we had to push a little bit. Jazz, I didn't yell, did I? Did I, Jazz? Did I, you I yelled at Jasmine the most. I feel like. <laughs> No, no comment, but um, I do want to put like, say this, um, yes. though I trained and which is good. I mean, you obviously, you know, are the GOAT in Clarksville, but that was probably like me getting the scholarship. Okay, I got a full scholarship. We'll say that's 100%. So I would say I, I wouldn't have played basketball. I would have never been at Tennessee State University if it wasn't for your wife. I had to get the ACT. Tell SAT yeah, I remember that. Score, and it was like, oh my goodness, like last minute, like if I had to like... I remember that. It could be Tuesday was the day I had to have the score. Monday I took the test. It, it was that type of situation of everybody was like holding their breath. I probably didn't sleep for yeah, I was stressed for like a month. Every I, I was stressed and still like getting up like four thirty. And, and what about the signing? The signing day? I still I was going now. I was going to do this. I was going to post the pictures today of the signing day, but I I, I decided not to. Um, but um, yeah, we still might throw them in there. But man, again, you don't have to. I can't, I can't do that, Bree. And you don't have to. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to do, but. It's your, it's your podcast. Do what you want. <laughs> I had to overlook that. That's all right. Man, but I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all know y'all. Y'all always family, man. Y'all already know that. And um, uh, I just will keep y'all 
keep y'all posted on everything. I, you know, I call y'all, ask for advice for everything. So uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. But uh, man, we just appreciate everybody for tuning in today to our first episode. Um, just be on the lookout. We're going to do one once a week. Uh, we ask you to just subscribe to our YouTube channel um, and also to get uh, updates on what we got going on with Playmaker Basketball and also with the podcast, uh, go to www.playmakerbasketball.org. Uh, again, thanks, ladies, for coming on. And um, stay tuned and be ready for the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you.